3: declared emergency across the continent
2: the carbon monoxide levels from these asteroids are unprecedented it's like an extinction level event i'm
0: calling in an airstrike before this escalates any further save our
2: son mom's here okay we gotta go Don't you see what's happening there? It's everyone for themselves. If you need someone to kick some monster ass, I'm your guy.
0: Showtime. This is no longer about war. It's about annihilation. Welcome to They Called This a Movie, testing the strength of friendships one terrible movie at a time. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and other podcast services by searching They Called This a Movie and find us on Twitter and Instagram at TicTampod. That's T-C-D-A-M-Pod. We are also now a proud member of Geek Vibes Nation, and you could find them at GVNation.com. Welcome back to They Called This a Movie. This is Anthony Delvecchio. With me, as always, is Dan Aquino and Mark Meyer. Say hello, gentlemen. Hello, friends.
4: I thought in honor of this movie... Um, I'm going to legally change my first name to be longer. Um, I can now go by Marcus. There you go.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't do anything in honor of this movie. (laughs) Forget it. In honor of this movie, I'm going to forget this movie exists. How about that?
3: (laughs) That's a pretty easy thing to do. I'd say this is, oh boy.
0: (laughs) Thanks, Dan. Yeah. Uh, So this is, uh, just so everybody knows, we had our first unscheduled week off the first time yeah. in a long time because i got covid um i blame mark <laughs> <laughs> it's all it's all it's all the marks i'm, that, I'm starting
4: you, to i'm starting to uh give dan some competition being uh five feet away from ant for almost an hour and did not get covid
3: <laughs> yep but <laughs> i did man. like i said i think the i think the uh the
0: cure is within our blood mark yes <laughs> you know i know you keep saying that it it historically in those stories it doesn't end well for you no, <laughs> no. we we disappear forever and there's some uh, secret
3: government cover up like oh yeah you know they died tragically in a in a humvee accident or something
0: like yeah. that like dan never drove a humvee yeah you don't want to you don't want the cure to be in your bloodstream because There's only one way to get that out.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And I don't do well with. Do you think that would help if I told the government I don't I'm not
0: good with needles? It's like, yeah, we'll just we'll just take cut your head off. That's the other way to get it. Oh, it's (laughs) fine, man. Don't worry. We're just going to
3: kill you. You're you're you don't have to worry about the needle.
4: Just let your head in this rest. Make sure it's straight.
3: (laughs) You're going to be out when we do it. So don't worry about it. (laughs) Just
0: lean over this bucket for a second.
4: And the conspiracy theorist in me blames the uh, kid that smacked his head on the steps while we were waiting in line for giving you right. a
0: code. False flag. <laughs> Distracted me while someone rubbed coronavirus <laughs> on me. That's the old bait and switch, huh? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> yeah. Used to be in the Cold War. It'd be like a, an umbrella with like a pin at the end that would poison you. <laughs>
3: that hey, just... did you, did you jab him real quick. Oh, sorry, man, I didn't
0: mean to do that. <laughs> That was just someone, like, slapping me with a used napkin with COVID- <laughs> coronavirus on it. <clears throat> but besides that, we all watched some stuff this week. So what did you watch this week, guys? Dan, what about you? All right, so uh, I watched
3: on, I believe it's on Paramount Plus. I watched The Lost City with Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum. It's fine. You know, again, <laughs> nothing to really... I, I can't I can't say anything good or bad about it. It's a, it's a movie. It's... Sure. Uh, it does its job for, oh, I want to say it's close to two hours. Oof. You know, some some laughs here and there. No. Run, of, yeah, run-of-the-mill like rom com. Does Paramount
4: Plus have commercials? Uh no. Okay.
3: No. So I I know on the offer which I I've also been watching on Paramount Plus. What they do is they kind of do like a faux commercial. Like it'll it'll cut to black for maybe five seconds and then come back. So I guess that's their like spacing, but I haven't seen, I haven't seen commercials on any of the movies. Gotcha. Uh, And uh, the second one I watched on Disney plus was uh, the Chip and Dale movie. So uh, I, that had gotten a lot of buzz on the interweb. So I I gave it, I I checked it out and it's nice. It it was a lot of fun. Very, very cute. Um, A lot of fan service in there. You got a lot of different characters. It's, I think it's the new generation's Roger Rabbit, someone put it as.
4: Uh, Yeah, it it was cool.
3: Yeah, I I liked it. I thought it was fun. Um, I I think you guys would enjoy it. Cool.
4: All right. Uh, Mark, what about you? Yeah, so that that segues into the thing I watched pretty well. Um, Also something that I saw in the zeitgeist on my Twitter feeds and all that. Um, And something I don't normally watch, but everybody was talking about this... um, this anime that just came out on, I believe it's, um, uh, spy family. Um, apparently the writing, uh, was pretty amazing and not like, um, kind of played with the idea of anime stuff. Um, uh, like basically they, they know that the cuteness is the, the little tiny child in the, in the, uh, in the show and just play that up. And then just, um, the idea of, in short, is that um, you're following uh, this spy that can disguise himself as anybody, basically, and he needs to um, create a family to take down this this terrorist he's trying to take down. Um, so he goes and adopts a child that he doesn't know can read minds. So she's constantly reacting to, um, like, anything he's thinking or the people are thinking around him. And um, uh, it just leads to, in the writing there, it leads to some pretty good, comedic situations um which, which i actually laughed out loud while watching and then um the the wife that he ends up having um is a uh, trained assassin um so and the only one that knows everything like the secret identities and all that is this little six-year-old girl that can read minds so um and she's also like a fangirl of spy assassin novels so it's like she's having this dream fantasy thing about being in this family but uh the writing's real sharp um, uh, you know, it's not over the top tropey in in sort of things. And the, um, the situations are, um, while slightly predictable, um, are kind of satisfying and, um, do touch it some, um, weird social issues that you don't think about. Cause the, the assassin lady is like a 27 year old single woman and, you know, there's a whole subplot about the people around her, um, and maybe the government itself thinking that's something she should go to jail for um and uh, yeah it's kind of kind of interesting if you if you're into anime and i think you would really enjoy it and i think if some people just like some um you know well-written shows um i would give it a shot um and kind of just not even think about the anime part uh but yeah yeah check it out it's on hulu um and it is very good um that's really the only thing i've watched over the two weeks here um Uh, I do have some plans for the holiday weekend, so, um, hopefully, uh, we'll be talking about those next week. Okay, great.
0: Yeah. It's funny that you said that this was in the zeitgeist. This is the first I'm hearing of this, so we definitely run in different circles. I follow a lot of video game people, so it's no surprise (laughs) that an
4: anime (laughs) popped up amongst them. I usually ignore most of the animes that they talk about and recommend, but they, um, just the, the overwhelming amount of people that were talking about it and, you know, made me go... Oh, maybe I should at least watch it and get a shot. So
0: gotcha. As for me, I took my COVID time to watch a bunch of stuff. Not a whole lot, but just a, a good amount. Um, I did watch one that will become a movie we're gonna review sometime down the line in the near future. So I'm not gonna talk about that one right now. But I also watched some movies, some newer ones, some movies that I haven't seen before that I probably should have. But um, I first I watched uh, Old, the M. Night Shyamalan movie, Old. You mean the beach that makes you old? The beach that makes you old. The very same movie. (laughs) Um, It's (sighs) M. Night is competent in terms of his filmmaking, but he's also a schlock director, schlocky director. And he doesn't realize he is. That's the problem is that he doesn't realize that this movie can be fun, but he's trying to turn this into a elevated horror type movie where I would like to just see crazy shit happen. Bones break and we see them sticking out and shit like that. And it just doesn't happen here. And there's also a moment where there's there's a part of this movie where it feels like it's about to end. And if it ends there, it's easily a better movie. Um, but it doesn't, it continues for another 25 minutes. And because those 25 minutes they need, he has this in him that he needs to tell you exactly what was happening and why this beach is doing that for me. I'm one of those people who's like, you know what? I don't need to know sometimes. And I really felt like this movie would have been so much better because by the end of it and that part where I was like, if this movie ends now, it would be a pretty good movie. I didn't need to know what happened. I didn't need to understand why it was happening yeah um, but unfortunately it just kept going and kept telling us exactly what happened so there was no there was no surprise there's like and it just was kind of I think the explanation was kind of lame um and it kind of the, the it kind of changes the message of the movie but um yeah, it's like a f- five I would think it was almost a six and a half I would say I probably said I said a seven, but that's a little generous it's probably more like a six and a half before that happened. So um,
4: this had the effect on your opinion, like the last 10 minutes of Birdman had on mine?
0: Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Where Pretty much. Like, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's also, I felt like it was probably too long too. I don't remember how long it was, but I felt like it was a lot too long. I think it, it wasn't even two hours, but it's like mm, an hour and 30 minutes would have been fine. Uh, I also watched for the first time, at least all the way through. I've seen clips of it before in my life. I watched eyes wide shut. Oh, why? I have no idea. Um, <laughs> I can't tell you why I decided to watch it, but I don't know, a lot of people say this is Stanley Kubrick's best movie and I those people have seen this and Barry Lyndon. That's the only that's the only explanation I could think of. <laughs> because it's so like it's not a bad I can't say it's a bad movie. It's a well yeah. done, well directed. Acting is fine. I don't. Th- I don't think Tom Cruise is as good as people give him credit for in those movies. I don't think he's that good. Um, like because the chemistry between him and his at the moment wife is not very high, um, which is telling. It, uh, didn't they they split up kind of uh at, like almost
3: not like right no, after it, not but... long
0: after within yeah, like the next maybe three or four years or so.
3: Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um. It's dull it's fucking dull man and i wish i could tell you that there are moments at the end where it gets interesting and all of it pays off fucking doesn't as far as i'm concerned it's a whole movie about a dude that's really bad at cheating on his wife (laughs) that's that's most guys though (laughs) there's not many guys out there who could successfully cheat on their wives yeah but he's like he's trying really hard and he can't seem to do it like it just Never happens for him. He even goes to a prostitute and then is like, no. And he's like, well, now I'm gonna go to this weird I'm gonna invite myself to this weird sex party and he doesn't get laid there. And then he goes back to the <laughs> prostitute in one of the the cringiest, like desperate things, and she's not even there. And then he finds out she has HIV. So it's like, <laughs> wow, that's a good thing I didn't fuck that chick. <laughs> Probably better than I and did. And then he tries, but instead he almost tries... He tries to fuck. He tries to fuck that girl's roommate, and then she tells him that the other girl test positive for HIV. He's like, "Man, this just dudes just getting cock blocked all all over quote unquote New York City," but it's <laughs> obviously shot in London. Yeah, he um,
4: needs to uh, needs to get a more little more clear before
0: yeah. he can be good at cheating
4: on the wife.
3: But what's crazy is this at the point where. Uh, Cruz
0: has his long hair phase. Uh it's a little long. It's not. Okay. It's not a uh, magnolia long. Okay, where he's I, got it like in the bun. I can't imagine.
3: Even if we're in a world where we're pretending that you know, obviously it's not Tom Cruise. It's whatever character he is. I can't imagine he'd have a hard time getting laid. Well,
0: no, everybody wants to fuck him. Okay. The, yeah, it's and not, He just people, doesn't people know how to do it. People aren't turning him down. It's more of just. Something always comes up where it's like, ah, oh, well, I guess I shouldn't now. Okay. Like his wife, he's about to fuck the prostitute, and his wife calls him, like, hey, are you going to be? How long are you going to be? Like, ah, uh, I got some things I got to do. I'll be back soon.
3: Ruin the moment kind of thing. Ruin right? the
0: moment. And he was like, okay. oh, never mind. And then, the, the most desperation was when he goes back to see the prostitute. He brings her, like, pastries. I was like, what? This dude, man, the fuck, dude. Yeah,
3: everyone knows to woo women, you have to bring them cheese. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's what I've read.
0: Yeah, it was <laughs> like, uh, yeah. And every time he just goes home to Nicole Kidman, she just talks about how she wants to fuck other dudes or she's dreamt about fucking dudes in front of him. Uh, it's so, it. I, I, don't, I don't get the appeal of this movie, to be honest with you. I really don't. People love, say they love this movie and he's got so many better movies. I wonder like, if they're just saying that because it's a, a Kubrick movie. Yeah, I don't know. I th- I feel like it's people just trying to be different. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, like kind of the, the, the uh, galaxy brain sort of thing. Like, right. oh, you're a film fan and you think 2001 is his best movie. Well, I'm a f- real film fan. I think Eyes Wide Shut is his best movie. So I'm better than you. Yeah, the movie sucks. Hot takes. <laughs> the movie kind of sucks compared to his other movies. There's so many better ones. Two thousand and one, uh, Clockwork Orange, uh, The Shining, Pads of Glory, Doctor Strangelove. All of them are better than this movie. Was this so, his last movie? This was he. So he delivered the first cut, which wound up being, I think, oh, more or less, be, was the final cut. And then he died like four days later. Maybe that's why, too, right? People kind of jump on on yeah. the bandwagon. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of movies he's done that's better. Half of Full Metal Jacket is better than this movie. <laughs> I
4: agree?
0: The first half, right? Yeah.
3: Yeah. OK, there we go. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I have no I, I've 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 had plenty of chances to watch it. I have no desire to watch that movie.
0: I can't give you a reason to watch this movie. Huh. And uh, I like Tom Cruise. I mean, he, like, Nicole Kidman looks great in this movie, and she gets naked, but... It's a plus, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, you could probably find those clips on Pornhub. Now, does Tom Cruise get naked? He doesn't. He just doesn't show dick. That's a problem. Right. It's <laughs> a problem. I mean, you got
3: Prime, Tom... I, I I don't know if he's... Is he still in his prime? It's hard to tell. But, yeah, you got Prime, Tom Cruise, and Prime, Nicole Kidman. Yep. You, you, you know, they're a power couple. You gotta They both gotta do it you know Mm -hmm. yeah we're always pro dick
0: on this podcast
3: yeah but i because i feel like that's kind of beta energy right there yeah yeah your wife's getting naked come on man reciprocate exactly don't don't hold her out to dry Mm -hmm. but yeah eyes wide shut he makes up for it in maverick i've heard so it's fine (laughs) he drops dong and maverick yeah on the jet (laughs) <laughs> he, he uh, teaches yeah. the kids that if like the best way to do it is you have to fly naked. So
4: I, I was Be already planning on seeing Maverick. You just made me a definite first. <laughs> I'm <showing>. listening. <laughs> <You're> listening.
0: <laughs> Mark's getting the back row.
4: <laughs> Extra like big, uh, big thing of popcorn. Mark <laughs> first matinee on Friday morning, back row, big popcorn. There you go. Hey, listen, you know do what you, you got to do, man.
0: Yeah. Just let us know how it went. <laughs> uh, call someone else if you get arrested, though. Yeah. <laughs> call um, Tom. There so, you go. Yeah. Eyes wide shut. Uh, I'm not the demographic, I guess. I don't know who is, but uh, yeah.
3: Angry Great. loners, the
0: unemployable. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And the only other thing I watched really uh, was The Warriors, which is another movie I haven't seen, which was fine. That was, you know, cult classic, but yeah, you know, not right home home about. But I did watch something else that I do want to touch a little bit on because this week was our main movie of the month. And that's the reason why we watched the movie we watched. But I decided that I was going to watch the movie I had picked to go into the poll. And I watched Deadly Cheer Mom on Tubi, Tubi original, and This is a note to all the people that voted on this and voted on the movie we watched. You done fucked up. The Deadly Cheer Mom was great. (laughs) That's all I got to say about it, except for Deadly Cheer Mom is directed by, I believe his name is Dan Campbell, I believe. Hold on one second, I'm pulling it up. Doug Campbell. Doug Campbell has also directed such classics as... Uh, zapped again the disney channel original movie but most importantly accused at 17 betrayed at 17 stalked at 17 missing at 17 stalked by my neighbor does this sound starting to sound familiar Uh oh (laughs) (laughs) my doctor stalked (laughs) by my doctor the return stalked by my doctor patient's revenge go ahead now did
4: you read those in release order
0: this is release order yep
4: He's done. He's done a
0: hundred. He's he's done a hundred movies <gasps> between 2009 and today.
4: Because he's done a, a bunch. The, this is the first that I realized that Stalked by My Doctor was not the first movie mm-hmm. in the Stalked
0: by series. Yeah, Stalked at 17 was before it. And at, stalked at by f- my neighbor too, but then he really hit gold with Stalked by My Doctor. I had no f- idea that he actually directed this movie before I picked it, and I did. I didn't know. I didn't know until like. 20 minutes before we got on this podcast but it's great it's hilarious uh it's all about like deep fakes and i love the one trivia note in this is director doug campbell was inspired to make this film after he was a victim of deep fake technology what? No <laughs> wait, wait in 2009 uh i have no this movie came out like this year oh okay 2022 what a story <laughs> i need to know more but yeah deadly cheer mom Maybe we'll watch it one day. And uh, real,
3: real quick, I thought when you were reading those titles, I thought it was one long title. Oh like, no! no. Stalked at seventeen,
0: betrayed at seventeen. I was
3: like, oh <laughs> man, like
0: this is a long title. <laughs> no, yeah. So Doug Campbell, he he also directed Deadly Cheer Mom, and it's great. Um, maybe down the road we'll watch it. But we uh, in September, I think we're due for another Stalked Mom by My Doctor movie. I think that's where we go watching them. So, um, yeah, but that's all I watched this week. So we're gonna take a quick break and to some ads, and we'll be back in a second. And welcome back. Now it's time to get into this week's movie. And this week was our May movie of the month. And we decided because we really couldn't think of anything that was specific to May, we just decided, you know what, let's uh, let's dip into what Tubi has to offer in terms of its Tubi originals. So we all picked three Tubi originals to. Go up against each other. Um, Mar- uh, Mark had picked uh, First Person Shooter, I believe, is the name yes. of the movie.
4: Yes, I, 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 I find it funny. Uh, even if I, said, I think all three of these movies are very closely represented to what we look for. Probably. In movies.
0: Yeah. Uh, I picked the aforementioned Deadly Cheer Mom, which 100% is exactly the type of movie that I pick. Uh, and then we wound up getting chosen for us um, Dan's movie. Dan, you want to introduce this week's movie? Sure. Uh yeah, so uh, digging through the
3: Tubi originals. they had some decent looking picks, but the, the the first thing that popped into my head, or the first thing that I saw, was uh a Baldwin. I saw a Baldwin staring at me, and I thought, all right, yeah, like it's not a good Baldwin, so this has to offer <laughs> some and sort not, of entertainment.
4: And it's not the bad Baldwin. <laughs> well, <laughs>
3: It's, he, I guess he's second tier Baldwin, if that's what we're going by.
0: Yeah, I mean, how, what would you rank the Baldwin's? Alec is obviously first, right? Yeah. Alec is first, and then I guess we're gonna say Billy. uh
3: no,
4: I think you mean William.
3: No, never, <laughs> never, ever. I don't care what he's trying to do with his life now. It's I always it's
4: like a Larry Lawrence Fishburn situation. <laughs>
0: I guess it really all just comes down to where you rank Billy, Billy uh, Baldwin, and Daniel Baldwin. Yeah, because yeah. Stephen is obviously the worst. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, I I don't know
0: Billy and uh, Daniel's uh, body of work that well. I, I yeah, I mean, if you told if you showed me a picture and you said it was either one of them, I would be like, yep, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> I have no reason to not believe you. Right, I, true.
4: I, I could probably pick Alec Baldwin and Stephen Baldwin out yeah. in a photo thing, but yeah, not the other two. I yeah. even forgot there was a Daniel Baldwin. To be perfectly yes. honest,
3: well, I forgot there was Stephen Baldwin. I knew Daniel. But I was like, I know there's another Baldwin, and yeah, Stephen is the—I uh, guess he's the black sheep of the family. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, listen, could be worse, I guess, if you're the Baldwins. Um, yeah. so yeah, I saw that and War of the Worlds. Annihilation is the name of the movie. I just figured, yeah, you know, War of the Worlds. It's it's a classic. Let's see where they go with it. And they they just they took a hard turn, a hard left turn into boringville. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And, this was and oof just, just so you know, I'm looking at a picture of Daniel Baldwin, Alec Baldwin, and Billy Baldwin. I still don't know which one is which in terms <laughs> of Daniel or Billy. <laughs> so
3: who's the youngest i don't know i don't know I, the hierarchy
0: i think it's steven steven yeah. is the
3: youngest All right? and daniel baldwin was in biodome right no that's steven is it steven oh
0: shit yeah that's bad
3: okay yeah, yeah. I, I don't steven i don't know in, what
0: steven's in biodome and the usual suspects daniel, so
3: daniel in?
4: are two of them in backdraft or am i misremembering
0: um i have no idea
4: i know one of them is
0: I I don't know my Baldwins. I can't tell my Baldwins from the others. Daniel Baldwin was in Nothing But Trouble, which we've covered here. Oh, that's right. Yeah, for for a time, he seems like he's the Baldwin you got when you couldn't get Alec. His movies like Bodily Harm, Mulholland Falls, Vampires.
3: It looks like Billy had some decent movies in the early 90s right he yeah. he was getting some play right he had backdraft yeah, back. he had i think he was in a movie called fair game and that's with cindy crawford Sir crawford right. christopher
0: mcdonald salma hayek yeah he he seems like he had a decent career on his own yeah born on the fourth of july flatliners backdraft sliver pretty good Fair game Bullworth. Yeah, not not a bad not a bad decade for Billy Baldwin. Is he I think he's
3: also in oh, there was a movie where they were talking about famous. Oh, I think he was in the Santa Claus or uh, oh, Fred Claus. Was that him when it's like uh, the famous siblings uh, and Billy's talking about how it's it was tough to be Alec Baldwin's, you know, younger brother.
0: I I don't know.
3: It's you're, one of them. You're,
0: if you're you're talking Fred Claus to me and that's, you might as well be not speaking my language. <laughs> it's Greek. It's all Greek. Yeah. The, the classic Fred Claus. Come on, man. <laughs> uh. Yeah.
3: No, I don't know. <laughs> no, I, and my, my, my first, my, my, what I wanted to talk about was, cause again, I, I thought there was only three Baldwins. So I was going to do the, you know, the, the, the old fuck, Mary kill, but I, I can't do that. There's four Baldwins. Yeah. And I don't know them well enough to do anything with them.
0: <laughs> Billy Baldwin is uh the also in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh, he's, he's the copy. Dixical. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah, that's not that's he he's done his own thing. Yeah. Uh fuck Mary Kill. Let's see. Uh, I, I I'll just combine Daniel and Billy, I would say, because they're okay. interchangeable. Uh not to be inappropriate, but I gotta kill Alec before he kills me. <laughs> that's, um, uh, that's that's tough. Uh, I definitely so like Alec Baldwin is the most successful, but he's he's also a prick. I would not want to marry him at all. He's unhinged. Yeah, because he'd also if he's not gonna like verbally abuse me over the phone, he's probably gonna make me have like a ton of kids. Assuming I could have <laughs> kids in this scenario, right? Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> but like Hilaria has popped out nine of them in a span of like four and a half years that's not even like mathematically possible but somehow she's doing it it's the baldwin gene yeah <laughs> they're workers uh, yeah so yeah i think i'm gonna i'm gonna kill alec baldwin before he kills me i mean that's the surprise pick uh so i guess i'm marrying daniel will daniel billy and i'm fucking steven yeah i'm not happy with any of those
3: yeah I, but you, you sounded. Okay.
0: yeah yeah, you
4: definitely if we're killing Alec in this situation and you you definitely fuck Stephen because you know
0: it it would it would bother him the most. I I just want him out of my <laughs> life as quickly as possible. So if I'm not killing him, I'm just fucking him. Yeah. I don't want to live with Stephen Baldwin. No. Cuz imagine being trapped in that biodome with him. That'd be awful. Uh but I is is he is he okay if the
3: weasel isn't there with him?
0: No, I think he's like a maggot chud too.
3: OK, yeah, Yeah. that's possible.
0: <laughs> yeah,
3: because yeah, I didn't know if it was like Pauly Shore set him off. You know what I mean? Like, maybe if he's by himself, he's all right. But if you get Pauly Shore in there, that's what he's like. He has to kind of step his game up for being douchey.
0: Yeah. Now, there was always this one line reading in Usual Suspects that just irked me. Like when they find Benicio Del Toro's body and he's like, like in the like on the beach, he's like, we have to bury him. And like with what? with our hands and the way he says hands always <laughs> like takes me out of the movie <laughs> completely bad line reading.
3: Yeah. That'll yeah, that bad line be reading. that for sure.
0: So, so Steven, yeah. In and out of my life. This, this That's movie awesome. has a ton of bad line reading in it. All of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I Think Triago might be the only good actor. Like he's not bad. He's okay. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. fine. He He does the best with what's given to him. Yeah um but uh, uh mark where you come from with war war of the worlds annihilation that's the name of this movie
4: it well i was excited when i think at some point early on i think it's in the credits has to be when the word asylum popped up i'm like okay maybe maybe this maybe maybe this can be salvageable can be at least something but no it was two hours and being on tubi with commercials made it even worse this brought me back to flashbacks of watching Justice League with commercials on the TV TNT app. <laughs> um, yeah, it was just even broken up over two sessions. It still felt way too long, mm. um, and it, a lot of the stuff um, was pretty. Um, you know, I I kind of saw where they were going with stuff, but I think they were trying to like when they tried to make a twist happen. Um, it was just to make a twist happen. Um, there wasn't much, um, you know,
0: built up for it. And it was just, I was like, ah, uh. and they, they don't even care about the twist. No. In the, in the, sto- <laughs> in the story. No. Like, and I was trying to see, like, a, speaking of the twist on letterbox, I was trying to like, see if anyone mentioned the twist and people didn't. So I, th- I, I almost felt like it was too subtle. Because even in the goofs, they're naming goofs that if you know what the twist is, it's like, that's not a goof. Uh, Like things about like military uniforms and stuff like that.
4: Yeah, exactly. And it's just it it was just really um, disappointing in the sense that it it tried to be too serious and didn't go as crazy as asylum films sometimes go. Um, And I think that was to its detriment. Um, I think there was there's way too much overacting um, from a lot of people. Uh, to the point that it wasn't even like funny overacting. Um, I think, like I said, like we said, I, the the actor plays Tiago was probably the one that understood his assignment the best in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Even though it does seem like he might have ad-libbed a little bit here and there. And I think that was to um the betterment of his character. Um, sure. And uh, I was almost, I don't know about you guys, this is not the twist that happens. But I was almost expecting that they were like, when they took him back to the commander, that it was going to be judah, that Uh-oh. he didn't actually die, that he somehow survived that. Oh, just the, just the way that movie was going was everything was coming up great for the girl, you know, uh-huh. in terms of she saved her son in time. Her brother was still alive the entire time. You know, it's going to be like, wow, what's the twist is if the brother, you know, the husband's still alive. I was like, mm-hmm. Nope, of course, we haven't seen a Baldwin in a while, so it has to be him.
3: Yeah, I was no, getting we, concerned when we didn't see Billy Baldwin for like
0: 40 <laughs> minutes of the movie. Yeah, it's a bait and switch if I ever saw one. Yeah, big time. <laughs> yeah, so this movie, so I'm a veteran of Asylum movie watching. Um, so I know that when they don't have giant pythons versus shark to pusses, yeah. it's not going to be great. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, I think we started off this pro- uh, this po- podcast watching an Asylum movie with uh, the Land of the Lost or whatever it was called. The Land of Time Forgot. Yeah, um, and that went there where this didn't. It's tried to to m-
4: teach a lesson, bad. But we'll get into that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. The CG's bad. Yeah. The acting's bad. It's entirely too long. Uh, there's just so much time, so much time to just crib off of things that we've seen before, like Independence Day. Um. The twist is it has been done a hundred times better, probably like a dozen times by the Twilight Zone. If you know if you're watch- if you're listening to this, you haven't watched the movie, I don't suggest you watch it. But the twist is that we're watching this whole scene play out thinking that we're watching Earth get invaded by aliens. The twist is that we're watching an alien planet get invaded by Earth. Dun dun dun. So yeah. um but the movie does not care about it. That we we hear it once and there's it never goes anywhere it doesn't yeah. change the plot doesn't change any aspect of the movie Um and this is it's you know the the twilight zone episode I know of is third from the sun where you're watching these people escape a dying planet and they're like at the very end it's like well it's just a million light years away and third from its sun called earth and fade out with Rod Serling over it which was yeah. an excellent episode yeah <laughs> probably done way better yeah um this on the other hand they do the little thing they do a little things here and there uh we were talking off podcast like the names are almost names you've heard before but just slightly off um yeah like triago and Ashlaya and what was luca's real name uh do... Lu- isn't it lucas it's it says lucas no,
4: no, no. it's uh Oh, I did say it pre-show.
0: Yeah. But like Patlin, that's like Peta. someone's first name is Patlin. I'm like what? Judda. Like these are names that, these are like words that, oh, like th- that could be a name, but they are like, its I've never met anybody with these names before in my entire life. It's like they put this into a word processor,
3: you know, and like, all right, whatever the computer comes out with, that's what right. we're naming our characters. And then like right, there we go.
0: Yeah, it's like the that old uh, Japanese baseball game. Yes. Mark, you probably know where it's like they they kind of portmanteau yeah. like real baseball players' names into each other. So it's like uh, it's like yeah. Dave Winseiko or something like that, you know, instead of Dave Winfield.
4: <laughs> it's like Sleeve McMichael or something like
0: yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so it's just slightly off, and like the guns are just slightly weird looking i noticed and maybe everybody has
3: different guns yeah it was like (laughs) the army has like several different guns no one's uniform
0: yeah the handguns are very plastic looking and i wasn't sure if that was like a a style choice or just like cheap prop choice because this movie was not cheap yeah oh no no it was was very cheap what would you say would you think the budget was for this movie Oh, wow, bud. Couple million. I'm going to say eight million. Oh, no.
4: Estimated. I, I,
0: yeah,
4: go I was going to jokingly say 20 because half of that goes to William.
0: Estimated budget $22 million. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Where? There, yeah, I don't know. Billy Baldwin's getting scale. There's no way he's getting that more than scale <laughs> for like no. a week's worth of work. Um, I have no idea. No idea where the money went for this movie. It's it's bad it's boring more than anything it's just boring yeah that's... so I'll, I'll, go ahead mark
4: I'll, I'll admit to you Anne, that i didn't fully put the twist together until you said it about the names being connected to the twist sure and as you read them off and re- repeated the twist that i caused I was like, that's why their names were weird
3: yeah okay right. they're the they're the aliens right
4: yes yeah. and i'm like like i got all the other connections you you mentioned um yeah in terms of the twists and then just reading off the names again because i mentioned it before the podcast so i was like oh i don't know it, it it seemed like it was on purpose but it also also been insensitive the names mm-hmm. they were coming up with oh
0: okay sorry i was just having that moment <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, putting no, no all it's the pieces fine. together yeah it's just they're just they're just off. That like they're not off enough that you will that you'll be like why is that person named omicron nine that's weird. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. But, but then the alien, you know, quote unquote, is named
0: Gwen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a dead giveaway. Like, Gwen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, cause it, it, I guess it's, it's all that, that stuff that you think is like, well, cause like p- people are talking about like the, the military uniforms are off. That's not what they would wear. And Will, Billy Baldwin's got a beard that wouldn't fly in, in the US military. It's like, well, I guess these are all things that kind of point to the fact that it's not actually earth, but yeah, yeah, it, it's, it, 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 it's a interesting, it's an interesting twist done very poorly. I will say, and, um, and as you were saying before, how it's, it's just a boring movie.
3: You, know, I can forgive a lot of the movies that we do that are bad, but there's a lot of entertainment value. Like we, we covered raw force recently, bad movie, but it's anything but boring. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I can't forgive a bad, boring movie because it takes you right out of, it takes you right out of your experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: So war of the worlds colon annihilation from 2021 is directed by Maximilian Elfelt director of Avengers grim time wars, which is exactly what you think it is. It is a ripoff of the Avengers with Grimm's fairy tale characters. He's also directed Bachelor Night, End of the World, Apocalypse of Ice, Dracula, colon, The Original Living, living Vampire. Stars, Ari Thompson, William Baldwin, Noel Guglielmo, or Guglielmo, Rashad Freelove, Kennedy Porter, Emery Franklin, and Michael Marcel. Has an IMDb score of 2.2 and doesn't have a page on Rotten Tomatoes. And there is no... Box office because it's a Tubi original, but budget, as we've mentioned, twenty two million dollars. Man, where did they get that money for, or like, where did they get it from? I guess
3: right. It it's, that must be it's Sharknado free. money? Maybe yeah.
0: Because yeah, I, I don't see it's a it's a free service. I'm assuming Asylum put up the money to fund mm-hmm. the actual movie, and then it sold it to Tubi. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. This. Uh,
3: you I. I. Did we mention how the uh, they solved this? This movie is basically the ending of Independence Day.
0: Yeah. So yeah, the end of the movie is they hack their computers using their own computers, and, and then like, <laughs> and then like the mothership takes one shot and just crash lands. <laughs> yeah. It's like if the Star Destroyer in Star Wars got hit once by an X-wing and just like tanks blew up. <laughs> and the uh, the main character of
3: Ashlaia, she she's kind of like you know, she's giving us the, uh, the techno babble for what she's doing. And like, you know, I'm, I'm trying to figure out the, uh, the code and like, if it's compatible, blah, blah, blah. And there's an army, there's a soldier there. Like, Well, how do you know if it's going to work? I'm just going to have to guess. That, that's not <laughs> a line you write into your movie. I'm just going to have to guess. No,
0: <laughs> that's a stupid
3: yeah. thing to say.
0: <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of like contrivances that come with this twist. It's like, mm-hmm. Uh, they all speak the same language right uh, you know the DNA is exactly the same it was like yeah I mean I, I don't know how else you would do it but it is, it's like it all kind of just like is a shrugging of the shoulders and, and, like and that I really doesn't the, make sense I think the reveal of
4: the twist might be where it gets lost um, because when it's supposed to be the dun 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 moment um, they immediately have an explosion like a half second later Yeah. so it's like um i unless if you had um like captions on or anything you wouldn't have caught the sentence um unless you're paying very close attention Mm -hmm. because she literally explains they're from earth you know lays out all the stuff orion system and all all that like keep touch points but then immediately explosion and it's like did they did they want to reveal that
0: like Mm -hmm. right
4: sort of thing yeah
0: not fun we've done better movies yeah
3: <laughs> I, and I, I again i apologize i didn't know this movie was two hours long without yeah. commercials
0: that's tough that's the tough yeah. part it's an hour that, and
3: 53 minutes that's unforgivable really yeah and i that's on me guys <laughs> i should have done my research yeah
0: you should have i bet okay. i
3: couldn't imagine that a tubi movie would be over an hour and a half let
0: us never speak of tubi originals again until we do death <laughs> At least your mom. Yes. Yeah. Just lock it <laughs> in the vault. Which is not two hours long. <laughs> yeah.
3: Again, it just, it, it, every, we all dropped the ball on, well, I dropped the ball on this. And our, our friends and followers on, on Twitter, they dropped the ball. Yep. But well, they couldn't have me, known.
0: <laughs> or did they? You know, you guys had two other movies you could have chose. Yeah. Well, I'm interested home. to also hear about first person shooter, too. Yeah. Maybe not this week. We'll figure yeah. it out. We'll get to it. <laughs> Uh you guys want to get into the plot? Let's do it. Yeah. All uh, right, Dan, what do you got? Okay, guys. Uh I'm just
3: asking that you uh anyone in this within the sound of my voice, please go over to geekvibesnation.com. Go check out uh good friends of the podcast, Tia and Brittany, and their podcast, the top ten with Tia. It's a podcast about top ten lists. So if lists are your favorite thing, I know they're they're uh they're pretty popular. So if that's your thing, go check them out. You could follow Tia on Twitter at TC underscore Stark. And you could follow Brittany at Itty Bitty
0: Brit on Twitter as well. Okay, great. And we are going to take a break, and you guys are going to listen to some messages from friends of the podcast. So we'll be back in a second. Hey, this is Ken M. Padawan J. Coach Duffy from the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour podcast. Every week, the ODPH is talking sports, movies, TV, comics, and more. It's always a parlay of topics on each episode. You can find the ODPH on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and wherever you find great podcasts such as the one you're listening to right now. Don't forget to check out ultraduroparlayhour.com, where you can find the links to all of the ODPH social media accounts, links to the bands whose music you hear each week on the show, hashtag 607 Podcast Info, and Parley points, our companion block section of the show. Thanks for listening to the ODPH. Now get back to your regularly scheduled podcasts. Hey everybody, my name's David. I'm the DM for From A Far Podcast. A From A Far Podcast is all about four friends separated by distance, brought together by adventure. Hope you all stop by and give us a listen. Thanks. And welcome back. Now it's time to get into the plot for War of the Worlds Colon Annihilation. We open on some asteroids careening towards Earth as a couple stops their car to enjoy the night sky. The stars really bring out your eyes, the guy says, even though it's clearly cloudy night. And as they go in for a kiss... A shooting star crashes down nearby and they go to investigate. A gas shoots out, causing them to choke, and then they just straight up die. And then all over the world, what appears to be asteroids crash land on Earth or what we think is Earth. Yeah. Spoilers.
4: Yes. Yeah, I was going to say that 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 sentence comes with a heavy quote.
0: Yeah. Uh, meanwhile government officials On a military base frantically try to call Their loved ones and then Billy Baldwin Looks like he just woke up and holds A meeting with officials like he didn't even coat, Run a comb through his hair at all It's, it's all I mean, spiked and every It's all over the place
3: <laughs> It's just like
0: this is how you know Like he's phoning it in like I'm just here For a paycheck
4: This is what the kids do right
0: <laughs> <laughs> One of the officials Ashlaia Wellish again, (laughs) it's just almost a real name, tries to explain (laughs) that the asteroids are releasing an odd amount of carbon monoxide and are oddly similar in size to each other. Billy Baldwin blows her off, seeing as how she's in the cybersecurity operations, then clears the room of her and everyone but his military team. Meanwhile, Shlaia's son, Luke, is at school and the students are using tape to tape up the windows to protect against poison gas. And Shlaia's husband, Judah, calls her and lets her know that they are deploying him because he's in the military and he makes a whole bunch of promises that he can't keep in a movie like this and the phone breaks up and they lose connection and then Jetta deploys. Ashlaia tries to call her brother who is a doctor but he's dealing with patients at an overrun hospital. And Jetta's regimen makes it to their destination and they start to move. Jeddah tries to call Luca or Luke whatever his name winds up being before he heads out but he can't get to him. Ashley goes to Billy Baldwin to tell him that there's reporting seismic activity underneath the surface and at the asteroid sites and begs yeah. Billy Baldwin to pull the team back at at the beginning of this. he makes the most
4: like dismissive remark, you know, and she goes, "Oh, there's been seismic things around the the asteroids where they landed. Well, that would happen when an asteroid hits Earth, yeah,
0: I idiot, idiot. <laughs> no duh." <laughs> What do you think happens when an asteroid crashes into Earth? Seismic activity.
3: Now, this is, uh, they never tell us, and there's a few things wrong with this movie. It's uh, One, it's, it, it starts off very fast paced without kind of giving us a time frame of when the attack started to where we are at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. I, I think from what I gathered, it all takes place within like two days, I think.
0: Yeah, but it also feels
3: like it's been like months, right? That's what I was yeah. thinking. Like the the way that they talk sometimes, it's like, oh, you know, we're we're gathering up information and we're we're strategizing and we're we're you know, people are are we're recruiting. Like, oh, so like this must have been a month or so. But then you're like, oh no, you should have you know, you should have seen how it was the other day.
0: All this is happening in two days. Well, yeah, because it de- definitely does because like luke's at school when it happens and like right. that's half of the is, is the plot part of the plot is her getting them uh so it's like it happens in an afternoon <laughs> like yeah. everybody went everybody went to school and work that day and then it happens all <laughs> right which is you know
3: which would also kind of trick you
0: into thinking that
3: that is the real earth because that's exactly what would happen like yeah. oh we're under attack yeah why aren't you at work man
0: <laughs> get to work papers aren't going to push themselves bro exactly (laughs) so he brushes her off again so judah's team moves in on one of the asteroid sites and into the gas in the gas they get into a firefight with some unseen uh things but they're firing lasers whatever they are and this is really just in gas so asylum could save some money and when the firefight is over and the smoke eventually clears only one of the soldiers left standing judah um, but now the smoke is cleared to reveal giant mech suits walking around like ATSTs. Um, Billy Baldwin calls in an airstrike as Jedha calls for backup in vain. I'm going to switch between Judah and Jeddah the whole time. Fine. Uh, Jedha eventually gets blown away by the mech suit as Ashlaia can only watch. Billy Baldwin puts the base on lockdown, but Ashlaia's friend sneaks her out of the base so she can be with her son Lucas. Her brother Patlin... Meanwhile, tries to call her, but can't get through. And then the hospital starts to evacuate as gas starts to fill the halls. Meanwhile, Luke watches his friend get dragged off by some sort of mech tentacle. And Shalaya makes it to the school where there's no sign of life, but finds Luca hiding under one of the desks.
4: And and somehow finds him amongst all those classrooms.
0: Yeah, it's like she knew where his class was. was, Yeah, it's the first classroom, too, that she checks. She knows. Parent-teacher conference, PTA meetings. You know, parent-teacher night. She knew.
3: Yeah, she's an attentive mother.
0: Yeah, you love to see it. Uh, I mean, her. You know, her husband was probably deployed an awful lot, so she had to be. She had to be. That's a good point. Right at some points, I'm sure. They get yeah, home that... to grab. They. Uh, they I'm home... sorry. I'm
3: sorry. That's a good point. I'm, I yeah. apologize.
0: Then <laughs> they get home to grab essentials, and Ashliya brings out the guns for the rest of the movie, and I mean that as her forearms, because she's she's jacked and breaks it to Luca that jeddah died fighting she of... wears that outfit for the rest of the movie right yeah one thing i kept noticing is how weird she runs Did you notice oh, that? Yeah. like especially in the beginning because she's i guess she's wearing heels so i get it but like she's just she's very like short strided hmm it just made me
3: laugh she might be the Biggest overactor. I mean, she does fine. Like, listen for what this movie is. She does. Yeah. She does fine. She's the, probably the biggest overactor out of everybody.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Her because she lets you know what she's thinking or feeling at every moment in this movie yeah. just through facial expressions. Mm-hmm. Big yeah. over the top facial expressions. <laughs>
0: Um they pick up everything they could grab and leave, Luca grabbing a pocket knife off his side of the table before he leaves. Patlin goes to a convenience store to see if there's any supplies, but a junkie comes in and starts hassling Patlin for his bag, assuming there's meds in it. The junkie tosses Patlin on the ground, but Patlin then finds a gun behind the register and pulls it out, pulls it on the junkie and then says that the lengths they are resorting to is not the right way to go about things, and it's not us, it's them. And then he leaves.
3: Which is also a huge... Now, looking back on it, I thought that, oh, that's such a stupid line. But looking back on it, that is very much us, you know, (laughs) quote-unquote us, not
0: whoever they are. Yeah. But they all have the same guns, apparently. That's what I was like. It's like the conceit is that we're like... So we've we've independently developed very similar technologies in firearms, automobiles, uh, the school systems hospitals um, hospitals <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean i get that's like the uh you know uh suspending your disbelief a little bit but yeah
3: but and then we are the ones that have the mech suits and the fucking laser beams <laughs> right what is
0: it? it it would it makes no sense yeah um and ashleyah and luke rest for the night on the side of the road and eventually have to flee when one of the mechs starts shooting at them They make it to a trailer and go in and start to look for supplies, but then someone comes home and holds them at gunpoint. Tensions flare up, but eventually they cool, and the guy that owns the trailer offers them some food. The guy introduces himself as Tiago and cooks them all some food. Tiago then tells them that they could take the RV. He doesn't need it anymore. They get into an argument. Tiago telling them to get out of his way because he's out to survive for himself. But Eshalaya convinces him that the strength in numbers, so he agrees to go with them.
4: Yeah, at, at every moment in this story up until the very end, I was waiting for the double cross
0: mm-hmm. from
4: Tiago, <laughs> and I think you explained in the beginning why, because of the other movies I've seen this actor in.
0: Yeah, Training Day specifically. Yeah, um, just
4: like, I, don't, I don't trust him. I,
3: I can't, I, I, in, a, in an apocalypse, uh, he might have been one of the least, uh, least trustworthy people, you know, like just the way that he's not in good shape, he, he's, he's a jerk. Like I don't want to trust my my life and my son's life to this person who you know I could there they could probably outrun him and do everything better than he could. He just doesn't yeah. seem like the the heroic type
0: of character. He's also uh, he contradicts himself because this whole scene he's like uh, you guys are just going to get in my way. I you guys go on with that. I'm going to feed you and then you're going to be on your way. So you just get out of my hair. Yeah. And they're like, okay, I'll come with you. I know a place. It's a prison that we've turned into a mission where I've invited a whole bunch of other people back to for survival because right. we create a community. OK, <laughs> <laughs> what about being all on your own? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, so why couldn't we come with you? Yeah. <laughs> um, so they convince him that their strength in numbers. So he agrees to go with them. Then they stumble upon the junkie from the convenience store who is monologuing about Judgment Day and how they deserve it. And then one of the giant mech suits sneaks up on him somehow and stabs him in the chest with a mech te- tentacle. And I, just, I just want to say
3: for um, any aspiring actors out there, find this guy's monologue. Use it for your audition <laughs> because it is it is cinema. It is beautiful, beautiful cinema the way it's, who cares anymore. I don't. <laughs> we deserve to die. Women, children they're all gone. <laughs> what a what a great great monologue. I, and I'm not being I I loved it. I was dying laughing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, if you do go into an edition and and do that, film it for us, we'll give you like $10. <laughs> it'll it'll be like $5 e-
3: kind of each and then we'll we'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll get you something.
0: Uh we'll get you a sticker. Yeah. Maybe we'll make we'll make a a t-shirt. <laughs> With just the mo- the entire monologue written out.
3: It's, it's just the monologue. <laughs> I recited the monologue from uh, War of the Worlds anime, uh, Annihilation, and
0: all I got was this stupid shirt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Patlin, meanwhile, makes it to a makeshift clinic to try and lend a hand any way he can. Some old drunk dude scares the shit out of him, talking about how they're going to come back and finish the job. Meanwhile, Ashlaia, Tiago, and Luke make it to a prison where Tiago worked, figuring it would be the safest place to be. Prison has turned into a shelter, and a bunch of people, citizens, and prisoners have been working together since the event. Tiago then shows them to a couple of cells that they could sleep in, and then brings Luca along to get some food, while uh, Ashlaia takes a nap. She wakes up in a panic and then runs around the prison looking for Luke. She finds him outside in the yard with Tiago, who is teaching Luke how to shoot a gun. Tiago winds up punking Luke, but giving him an unloaded gun for target practice. It's hilarious. Not really. (laughs) Uh, Luke goes back inside, and then Tiago and Ashlya have a heart to heart, which then gets interrupted by a big ass ship appearing in the sky. Meanwhile, Patlin is at the clinic, and they hear a noise, and he need and they need to evacuate. So, as everyone goes outside, everyone starts getting picked off by the mech suits one by one, just just making people disintegrate. Everyone but pay, uh, Patlin gets evaporated. And back at the prison, Tiago starts arming everyone as they try and figu- fight back against the mechs, but everyone is just getting picked off one by one here too. Eventually, Tiago and Nishalaya use grenades and destroy one of the mechs, and they take its gun. Nishalaya, Tiago, and Luke manage to escape from the mechs they are attacking the, that are attacking the prison. Nishalaya says that the mothership must be communicating with the other mechs. If they can knock out the mothership's communications, they would be able to take down the other mechs.
4: You have to give the mothership a cold.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the analogy in this one is the the queen bee and the worker bees. Yeah.
3: I saw this in a movie
0: one time. I think it was called Memorial Day. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been a good opportunity to reference. I'm sure there's an Independence Day ripoff that Asylum has. They could have mentioned that. Yeah. Or or at least like a porn parody, right? Yeah. Uh, there is, if you, in when they are at their house and they go to, into Lucas's room, Um, there is a poster that says uh, the tornadoes versus the sharks. Oh, not, yeah, there you go. Yeah, as in Sharknado. Yeah. Very tongue in cheek. Spatlan mm-hmm. comes across an injured alien pilot and he takes off its helmet to reveal that it's a woman, the one that looks human and speaks English, a female pilot who would have guessed uh, she has an injured leg and he says he can help her. Ashlaya, Tiago and Luca try are trying to hatch a plan, come across a military group that just so happens to be the same division as Jetta was. So, the military guys lower their weapons and then tell them that they are stockpiling weapons down at the base. And Ishlaia, Tiago, and Luca should jo- come with them and join them. Palin brings the alien woman to the bathroom to get cleaned up. And she almost has a freak out about the water because she thinks it's toxic, but it's not. She introduces herself as Gwen. She says that they are soldiers that were told this was a great war, that they were meant to fight for their people. And she why? Out. Why would she think the water is poison? It's the same as on Earth. Well, I think what if oh, she keeps saying Earth is dying and then when we see in the, I guess what is supposed to be a mid credits scene, the people on the ship are all like hooked up to oxygen. What if Earth has gotten so bad that water is toxic? Oh, I guess Earth? the water supply is poisoned.
4: Yeah.
1: Mm
0: hmm. But okay. I'm assuming this is like supposed to be the future, obviously, because Earth doesn't have giant spaceships. It cur- right. And, yeah, laser beam technology kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, he tells her they need to get to the hospital, and she thinks they'll kill her, so he manages to find her normal clothes to pass her off as non-alien. Except they
4: forget to, you'll get to it, cover up the most identifying mark on her.
0: Yeah. They mention it, and then they don't do anything about it. it. Yeah. The military group brings Ashlaia back in front of B- Billy Baldwin, who's planning an assault against the mechs, and Ashleia tries to push push them to attack the mothership instead billy baldwin agrees so they plan to pull all their firepower into an attack on the mothership but they need to go onto a different part of the base in order to get the missiles patlin and gwen try and make it to a hospital when they are picked up by a military truck patlin and gwen pose as a husband and a wife and the truck loads them on the back to get them some help these two are terrible liars first of all Um, patlin's like yeah we're from back east why just tell them where you're from right what's the not an alien right
3: (laughs) Right, it, it, it's like he's a little kid who got caught uh, trying to steal a cookie from the cookie jar. Yeah,
4: they. It's it's very obvious that the writer was trying to hide the twist still because it right because
3: like where could they possibly be from? Right, it's not uh, it's not our Earth. So yeah,
4: but they, at, at one point there's a
3: Humvee with California plates on it.
4: <laughs> well, he didn't say asylum was good at hiding the twist.
3: But it's so you you go through all this trouble and like, oh, yeah, there's a shot of a a truck with a with California plates.
4: And would the script coordinator be fired because of that?
3: Uh, No, the
0: art director has art direction.
3: (laughs) It's just it's weird. It's it's such an unnecessary, uh, such an unnecessary twist to have.
0: Yeah, I think it's it's supposed to have like a deeper meaning. Right. 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 It's, you know, this
3: movie came out last year. So a lot of movies these days are are big on the our planet is dying uh, motif, mm. right? We're, we're, we're killing our planet. And I guess that's what they were going for. You know, we're, we're just we've destroyed our planet. We need to go destroy someone else's planet now.
0: <laughs> uh, but uh, so they pose as husband and wife. But one of the officers notices a QR code tattooed on Gwen's wrist. At the base, the team gets ready to roll out, but Ashalaya tells Luca that she wants him to stay safe in the base. Tiago says he'll hang back with Luke, who is disappointed he's not going, but he gives his mom the pocket knife he brought from home, and the team moves out, leaving Tiago and Luca behind. You would think that this pocket knife is gonna come up and play a bigger role than what it's used for.
4: But it was it was meant to be a lot bigger than what like they thought when filming and writing this movie that that would be you know a lot bigger movie. They go, oh, the knife, the fans. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean it, it's used to j- jam open a, a yeah. circuit breaker because they don't have a Phillips head screwdriver, basically. Uh, <laughs> but why doesn't the, why doesn't the officer have a knife on him? it <laughs> I great? feel like that's standard a standard uh, something to have, right? Yeah, at least nearby. Like, how great
3: would it have been instead of taking the pocket knife, he takes the uh, the screwdriver, the Phillips head screwdriver from home, and like this was Dad's favorite screwdriver. <laughs> he always taught
0: me, you know, always have a tool nearby. Yeah, uh, maybe that maybe that's that's uh, human technology, that's Earth technology that they had no answer for. <laughs> oh my God, it's <laughs> bolted on the some of the, these screws with I, I couldn't tease. On the top, how am I supposed to get this open? All I have our flathead screwdrivers,
3: <laughs> and that's why they had to leave. <laughs> we need to find a planet that doesn't have these. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's infuriating. A lot of the uh, the, the big moments in this movie where they try to make it uh, impactful, yeah, uh, and they all just fall so flat. Mm-hmm. I I think there's a scene, right? I think we're coming up on where Tiago, you know, he, he kind of like sacrifices himself for Luca or Lucas. And they so he dies. And then the fucking roof falls on the mech, killing the mech. Mm-hmm. Like You just ruined the big sacrifice.
0: <laughs> yeah. Or it doesn't isn't he shooting at the sea? Is he shooting at the roof to try and knock it? Yeah, I thought like,
3: he was shooting at the mech.
0: That makes more sense.
3: Oh, it makes perfect sense. But it. <laughs> from, what, from what I remember, actually, it doesn't make sense at all. You're going to shoot the
0: roof? I mean, yeah, I, I feel like at, at some point, they have to realize that shooting at these mechs isn't working, mm-hmm. so they need to try a plan B. But why? All
3: right, so here, there you have the scene in the prison where they mm-hmm. use the grenade. Yeah. And the grenade works, you know, it's gangbusters on these things, apparently. Yeah.
0: Why not have we, other grenades?
3: Yeah right and i i'm assuming the, the 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 caliber of the bullet for the machi- like the the machine gun or what with it the, the turret it's got to be pretty pretty devastating right it's not your normal caliber mm-hmm. so why is it like why are grenades the answer but not anything else yeah i don't know yeah they don't explain it
0: this is, this movie fails already you know, yeah, yeah, it's, you know, it was I holding was with together it. so well. <laughs>
3: yeah, I was with it up until that point, and then you know I had to walk away from it.
0: <laughs> Back on the truck, the team gives Gwen blood, and they reveal that they know she's an alien. So they interrogate her and ask her what she knows. Gwen says that her planet is dying, and they were sent out to find another planet that could sustain their lives. And they found this one. Their plan was to wipe out the population and take over the planet. And they come from Earth. Dun, dun, dun. That's the big reveal. This isn't Earth the whole time. Oh, no, I was wrong. It wasn't Earth all along. (laughs) Damn you. (laughs) And then there's an explosion. And meanwhile, the the group starts moving out on the base, trying to make it to the cache of missiles. They get into a firefight with mechs. Meanwhile, a mech attacks the part of the base where Tiago and Luca is. Tiago tells Luca to run, and Tiago stays behind, unloading on the mech. And then he's ultimately vaporized, but then the ceiling collapses on top of the mech. Ashley and one of the soldiers makes it to the cache, which winds up being destroyed, so they have to come back to the command center to find it destroyed, and Billy Baldwin tells her that they don't know where Luke is. They then devise a plan to cause interference with the alien communications, using one of the downed mechs to transmit a signal. Meanwhile, the mothership starts releasing more forces, and the military truck has been overturned, and Gwen seems to be the only one that made it out without any injuries. But one of the officers grabs her by the throat, plans to bring her in front of Billy Baldwin. Where, did you kind of get like, did you kind of go, ooh, when, when he did that? Like, oh, uh, yeah, they are kind of rough. I thought he was going to like strangle her right then and there. Right. Oh, damn, and then dude. like that would have been a good turn for Patlin. Like Patlin then uses a gun and kills him. Right. Right. And that would have been a good turn. But that's not what happens. Right. Cause no, because he, cause he has that whole scene in the convenience store where he's like, guns aren't the answer. Right. And then, let's say let's say the the officer Brennan Is the only other one that survived the crash. He's like, I'm gonna this is all your fault. I'm gonna kill you. And then that gives Patlin the opportunity to say, hey, sometimes guns are good. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that's really a good message. Um, Oh,
3: but it wouldn't be the first time we've seen that in a movie.
0: Yeah. What is there is a movie specifically that does that, that we've covered, and I can't think of which one it was. I I remember
3: when we talked about the new uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh yes,
0: yes, exactly. with, right.
3: The, the the girl that survived a traumatic experience with guns, and then it's like, oh, but all you need is a good guy with a
0: gun to come <laughs> yeah, around. Yeah, that's <laughs> exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. weird. Um, yeah, then they devise plans. Uh, Graham's her by the throat. Plans to bring her friend of Billy Baldwin. Eshleya tries to hack the system, but is running out of time as the Mechs starts to march on the base. But, but they they should man.
4: just had a countdown clock, the way Billy Baldwin was at.
0: Yeah, two minutes. And this is where the pocket knife comes back into play, where it just is managed to jimmy open uh, a console. She manages to hack the system and turn the alien drones against the mothership and start to fire on the mothership, which then immediately just crashes, and then the rest of the mechs fall when the mothership does. I like, I like in this scene, you know, the the mechs are attacking the
3: base and. Billy Baldwin is using binoculars mm-hmm. and they're no more than like a hundred feet away. <laughs> like, these <laughs> things are as big as buildings and you're like, you need yeah. binoculars to see them. Yeah, I can see them with my own eyes, dude. <laughs> right. They're, they're not very far, Billy. It's, uh, <laughs> I get it's for dramatic effect. You, yeah. You're in charge, but you could probably just use your own eyes there.
0: Yeah, they're like they're like 10 stories tall. Yeah, they're pretty, pretty easy to spot. It's a clear day. <laughs> At that moment, the officer brings Patlin and Gwen to Billy Baldwin. But Baldwin tells him that Patlin is cool. So let him go for now. The officer Brennan tells Baldwin that Gwen is, is the alien. But he immediately assumes that this means that aliens can morph into humans. Then Gwen says that aliens did a recon mission, then realized the DNA structure matches the aliens. And then Ashlaia freaks out on Patlin for helping the alien and pulls a gun on Gwen, telling her that she has lost everything because of them. And then Gwen tells her that she is at her mercy, and if Ashlaia chooses to kill her, she will accept it. They notice that there are smaller ships coming off the mothership, and Gwen says that they aren't warships. They are refugee ships, and they're innocent people on them. And then Luke comes out of the back, after all this commotion and (laughs) Ashlaya hugs him. Then she shows Gwen, the video of Jutta tells her he died because of her people. Gwen says she has family too, and they are on the refugee ship, but she understands the loss that Ashlaya has. And that that scene is
3: so, it's so cringy. Yeah. She she gets on her knees. I am at your mercy.
0: Yeah. It's weird. It's a little weird. Uh, She treats her like she's like a, a judge, jury and executioner yeah yeah all it's, at the mercy of the court basically
3: yeah like, i i don't i don't understand the whatever planet they're on the the inhabitants of this planet like and they're they're like baby face turn you know mm-hmm. right they like they're they're being they're the ones that are attacked and like oh we but we need to show mercy to th- to this invader now for God knows what reason she doesn't do anything she hasn't helped them out in any way mm- Right? She she's not the key to any of this. Yeah. So, I I don't understand why Ashlia is like, you know, you ruined everything, but I can't kill you. Why not? She did yeah. nothing for you because your your brother kind of has a thing with her?
0: Yeah, I guess it's just the uh the whole idea that they don't look, you know, if it's the difference between aliens that don't look like us versus aliens that look exactly like you. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh,
3: yeah, sort of okay. Like, wow,
0: what are we becoming? We're turning on ourselves by turning on them, you know? We are the Walking Dead. Exactly. Yeah. This movie is very Walking Dead. <laughs> uh, like, when it went to the prison, I was like, Jesus, this feels like the Walking Dead.
4: Yeah, The uh, well, well, Gwen was very subservient to a person with authority with a gun, because she is from her.
0: Our... Right, she different. knew better.
4: Probably from the United States.
3: Yeah. You know, like, I, I got to follow this guy. <laughs> no, and, and then they, they, they turn on Billy Baldwin.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just loses favor immediately. Billy yeah. Baldwin, he prepares an airstrike despite everyone pleading with him to call it off. Eventually the yeah. officer refuses to give the airstrike command and everyone pulls guns with Billy Baldwin who slinks away, I calling everyone traitors as he does.
4: I don't know how they'd let him leave with a gun.
0: Right. <laughs> he's like a cartoon
3: villain. <laughs> I'll get you next time.
4: Yeah, like Girl, they didn't go, traitors. oh, he's not go out there and just start picking <laughs> off these refugees one by one. <laughs> right. that's. A, I fully
3: expected him to come back at one point when they're all getting together to, you know, like, I guess, you know, break bread in a way I'm like Billy Baldwin's still out there with a gun. <laughs> What's to stop him from just coming in and blowing a few of them away?
0: <laughs> uh, everyone else decides to make up and hug and then set out to meet the refugees with open arms. And then we fade out, and then Billy Baldwin somehow managed to steal an alien <laughs> spacecraft, pilot it through a wormhole, and back to Earth all by himself, and starts firing it on the planet. And that is the end of War of the Worlds, colon, Annihilation. The,
3: the, the My favorite acting in this movie is Billy Baldwin's uh, eye. It's <laughs> constantly twitching. Yes, yeah. yes. When he's uh, he's getting ready to, to to fire, or he's he's having words with all of his his crew or whatever his soldier. There's
0: nobody on that ship.
3: No, it's a, yeah. Who is he talking to?
0: <laughs> he's talking to himself. He piloted it himself.
3: It's just let's see how they handle their own weapons. Fire and <laughs> what is going on? There's no, there's a bunch of empty seats behind him.
0: So weird. Who is he talking to? I guess it's voice activated weapons too. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
3: first of all, we're never going to reach that level of uh, technology as a society because we're too stupid. So there's no chance in hell we're getting any of that. Secondly, how does he escape? How does he escape this situation where he's pretty much like being court martialed, right?
0: They just let him go. Yeah, and he just runs away and then somehow finds a perfectly working alien ship.
3: It, it's such a f- fantastical ending. I I love the ending because it's it makes no <laughs> sense. It, it's such a tonal <laughs> shift from, I guess, from the rest of the movie.
4: I guess that was the the final nudge when they show him shooting Earth. To be yeah, alive.
3: I guess they had to spell it out, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, they had to set up the sequel. That's what. Uh, that's what Jen said. Like they wanted a sequel so badly in this. I mean, I, what's what's wrong with just keeping War of the Worlds the way it was? <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, why why did we need to introduce humans? Well,
0: yeah. Who knows? There might be a sequel. I, I yeah. doubt it because it, this one cost twenty two million dollars. But <laughs> that's a lot.
4: I, I do. I do love how they offhandedly mentioned the original War of the Worlds. Oh, did, the, did they? Well, they said they said, yeah, we send scouts down here.
0: You know, previously, I didn't even make that connection.
3: Yeah, that's interesting because yeah, I thought in the original War of the Worlds, it's Martians, isn't it? Yeah, I thought it was meant or you know creatures from Mars.
4: Yeah, Uh, but I'm just
3: like no, but that that could be.
4: Yeah, entirely
0: possible. I didn't think about that.
3: Yeah, I so uh, Jen thought my wife thought the the whole thing with the water was like oh that's what took them down in the first War of the Worlds. Like well, I think that's the one the the aliens from Signs. That's, signs. that's yeah. signs. Yeah. But she said, uh, yeah, but it, like, isn't there like something small took them down? And it was, I think they said microbes, like essentially, yeah. you know, the common yeah. cold killed them. Yeah. So I thought that's what they were getting at. Like, oh, who knows what's in that water? It could kill
0: them. But
3: yeah, it just I don't know why they had to try and reinvent the wheel
0: here. Yeah. Yeah. I guess they they didn't want to. Sp- it's crazy because they spent twenty two million dollars on this movie. I don't know right. where it went because I'm like, oh well, they just wanted to save money without like having to have like prosthetics for aliens or something like that. But it's like twenty two million dollars could have paid for that easily.
1: Yeah,
3: easily. And you don't have to use a ton of different aliens. You yeah. just make one or two, mm-hmm. and you use them over and over again. Did uh, now I I was curious. I had a question for Mark. The yeah. the mechs. Yeah. In it, they kind. Did they remind you of the Metal Gear Solid robot?
4: Yeah, yeah.
3: Like the 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 design was very sleek
4: and yeah, the, it, the only difference is the because it's the first Metal Gear um, robot. Um, that that one has like they gave it like a shield and stuff like that. Like okay, fine. But a lot of it's you know based off that and then slightly off of you know Gundam anime. You know, sort of with the giant mechs like titans and titanfall and you know it all comes from the same culture essentially but yeah you could see somebody played a video game before when creating the robots in this movie
3: yeah
4: because um, even the bigger ones resembled something i've seen in a video game before interesting all know, the right. ones that kind of looked like a t-rex I'm,
3: I'm, it looked like because it to me it reminded me a little bit of the um again the the, the metal gear solid yeah. mo- and then the um Oh, what's the 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 robot from RoboCop?
4: Oh, E something.
3: Yeah, I you you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. though. From the first RoboCop, it's like the uh, the bipedal uh, yeah. flat top machine. E D two o
0: nine. Yes, so it it, it res- resembled that a little bit. Yeah, and the the ATSTs from uh, Empire Strikes Back. That yeah, would yep. be what
4: I'm picking up with the giant. Yeah. Or
0: uh, Return of the Jedi, true. actually. Yeah. Like the
4: the head part of the of the big ones with the with the force fields around them looked a lot like uh, the Star Wars.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's uh again, you know, just a very a lot of dull moments in this movie. A lot of really bad line reading, unfortunately. And I yeah I don't want I'm not putting this on the at the feet of the actors. I think they do the best that they can with what is available to them. Um, but yeah, just a, a lot of a lot of scene chewing in 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 most scenes. Uh, I didn't. I I, I wasn't uh, connected to any of the characters. Like after a while, I was trying to figure out why do we have the brother in this movie, the 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 doctor, mm-hmm. right? Because they they don't meet up until the very end of the movie, and we know nothing about their uh, relationship. You know, Ashlya and uh, uh, what was his his name? Pet Petlin? Patlin? Patlin. Patlin. Yeah, that we one. we don't know their relationship. Like, did they love each other? Did they like? Was there kind of a rift? You know, it, it, there's nothing connecting us there. So why I don't care if they meet up or not.
0: Um, yeah, uh, I think he's the humanity of this movie. Okay, right. That's his storyline. Yeah, okay, because um, he's helping Gwen. Right.
3: It, it, it. I think it would have been better to just follow one or the other. I I don't. Exactly. I didn't want both of them. Interesting, uh, and I would have rather have just stuck stuck with Ashly and Lucas. You know, like they, they they have they suffer the most in this mm-hmm. movie. Right? They they lose their father, their classmates. Uh, they they meet up with Tiago, and that like you have that kind of relationship going. I'd rather just follow that. I I don't really know if I needed uh, Patlin in this.
4: Well, I guess he's to have to give the reason why the alien soldier wasn't killed immediately essentially
3: yeah yeah because he's a doctor he's trying to help people yeah it makes yeah. sense but
4: yeah that, for, that for was the, the that was the excuse they came up with for that
3: i i wonder if you could have just made the twist just at the end like a la m night Shyamalan, right you mm-hmm. like you don't you don't need gwen in it to to spell it out oh you know this is humanity yeah because you could have like uh, ashley could have figured you know a la Jeff Goldblum, given the mothership, the virus, the cold, uh shot down their mothership, and then they're they're going to inspect the ship, and they just find a bunch of people who look like them, and you know, like maybe you could show
0: uh, the or captain's like log, a yeah, American like, flag on the side of the ship,
3: exactly, yeah, like captain's log, you know, we left we left the USA on this date, blah blah blah, and now uh, we think mm-hmm. we found a compatible. A compatible planet like oh all right like they the, the characters wouldn't know like the usa or america or earth means nothing to them because it's not their mm-hmm. planet but to the viewer obviously it, it means something if there's a connection there
0: yeah yep this movie was a chore but it was i'm okay. sorry guys it's okay it's really when it comes out to it it's their listeners fault right and you know I, I
3: we were we got some feedback on the Twitter poll, which is always we we love that and you know we always highly encourage it. And someone had the same reason for picking this as I did because it's a Billy Baldwin movie, right? So, so Billy Baldwin still puts asses in the seats, I guess
0: he yeah. does. <laughs> it's not like that, <laughs> Daniel, <laughs> right? Yeah, what is he doing? He's just mooching. Yep, not a damn thing. That's for damn sure. I I I always
3: anytime. I see something with a Baldwin in it. I always just imagine what their family gatherings are. And I always think it's never good. Yeah. Because they're all very pretentious people. It seems like. Yeah. They're probably just all (laughs) assholes. Right. Yeah. They, they they just, they're, they're all very passive aggressive to each other. And I, I can't, I think Alec is too, is too big of a name to even attend his own family's, uh, gatherings.
4: I would imagine if the four of them are together, the way it goes is that uh, Alec, Billy, and Daniel just like playfully joke with the other bus balls. Stephen tries to butt in, and they all just jump on Steven and tell him to shut up.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Why do you keep coming back, Steven?
4: Yeah, it's like, oh, it man, here. oh, man, you're, you know, whatever. I can't think of a good insult because, you know, brotherly insult for the ball wins. And then Steven goes, oh, yeah, Daniel, you're this. And shut up, Stephen.
3: I, but everyone could hold over, you know. Again, it, it's it, it's in poor taste, but allegedly, allegedly, yeah. Like that's you you hold that over Alex's head forever if you really want to be an asshole.
0: Yeah. All right. Um. I think that's it. We uh we talked about it and it's over. Now we can move on with our we, lives.
3: We've in our whole supply here.
0: <laughs> Let us never speak of War of the Worlds colon annihilation ever again. Yep. I I agree. <laughs> so that's gonna wrap this up this week uh check out uh, us out on the socials and all that good stuff we've got another episode planned for next week as we do every week so i don't even know why i say that um but yeah <laughs> just to let everyone know maybe people get yeah. a they get scared this is not our planned last episode so rest assured we'll eventually have another one probably next week, but who knows uh yeah all right we're getting out of here the director of war of the world's annihilation was maximilian elfelt so for dan aquino and mark myers this is anthony Delvecchio telling maximilian elfelt well you certainly made a movie didn't you thanks for listening to they called This a movie subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts and be sure to check us out on twitter and instagram at tic that's t-c-t-a-m-pod you can also check us out on tiktok at they called us a movie
2: Okay